The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to the 750. I am your OR Joe Choa. He is your 75 two-time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, the one, the only Tony Casillas TC. What up? Uh, I'm doing great, man. And uh, I just have I'm just kind of wrestling with the terminology in the National Football League. Legal tampering day. Does that this correct me if I'm wrong, but is that kind of contradictive of what you know, legal and illegal is. I just think it's just fascinating. Basically, it's like we're going to try to sign as many free agents in principle before the official date starts. So, but other than that, I'm doing great. That's just kind of my little pet peeve for today. Yeah, it is uh, truly an oxymoron. Only the NFL could could make it seem. <laughs> and you know what's so. The legal tampering window opened on Monday. Tony and I are recording right. Tuesday morning. And for the purposes of this conversation, we're recording about 9 a.m. Central Time because, you know, news is happening. So, you know, whenever you're listening, just keep in mind it's 9 a.m. for us. Uh, but so the new league year, Tony, officially begins on Wednesday. So mm-hmm. that's when all of these moves we're going to see. The New England Patriots officially signed Johnu Smith. You know, the... Tampa Bay Buccaneers officially signed Shaq Barrett. I mean, so all the reported things will become official and we'll have to waste our time talking about them all over again. Um, let's let's go ahead and get started with free agency because I was telling you before we started recording, um, judging by my Twitter mentions and the blog and the boys' Twitter mentions, uh, people are pissed uh, <laughs> because the, it's we're, we are technically on the second day of free agency. It's almost been 24 full hours since the window opened. And, uh, well, I want to get to some of the things that the Cowboys did do, uh, but they really haven't done anything. Are you shocked? Are you upset? Are you miffed? Are you hurt? Are you sad? I mean, like, what, what is your state of emotions? I think it's a, you hit the nail right on it. It's all about emotion. And I think a lot of people, first of all, I think the misconception is that there's already, you know, J.J. Watt was kind of the big news. And now you got, as you mentioned, all these uh, in agreement in principle where it's going to be official on Wednesday that, you know, the only move the Cowboys have made, which is very is a bit influential, that was the, you know, the signing of Dak Prescott. So, I don't know. I think that the fans, especially Cowboy fans, are watching all this unfold with all these other teams. Oh, it's like a frenzy New England, man. They're making moves in Tampa Bay. Which, oh, by the way, I think what they're doing now, I think I may have to, re, you know, pick them to repeat for next year. I don't – it's just amazing. But anyway, uh, I think that the fans just got to tap on the brakes and – 
kind of what they did last year. You mentioned it before we started the show is that they don't need to just go out there and just, you know, throw money. You know, I, I we always say throw money and bad money. And so I think that this, let's see how this unfolds. And, you know, there's, there's ample time for things to happen. And again, I think it's just based off uh, everyone before this actual calendar NFL year starts, people have a tendency to get emotional about what they're doing and not doing. So I, I think, I mean, this is a bold statement, but I think I speak for the average Cowboys fan here. Um, I don't think anybody is, it's, it's certainly fun whenever your team is, is making all the moves. Like, uh, you know, look at the Patriots. They, they signed John U. Smith. They signed Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, right. As we started recording, they signed Hunter Henry. And so those are the skill positions They're you know, the flashy, sexy positions. And so like, that's fun. I don't, I really don't think that any rational Cowboys fan is saying, man, we need to be go, you know, we need to go sign Hunter Henry. Like nobody thinks that. Um, but this does seem like the same approach, which has not yielded the results that they need. And do the Cowboys need help on the offensive side of the ball? No. I mean, if you don't want to sign a single offensive free agent, you don't want to draft a single offensive player. I think the only you know help they need is at swing tackle. Uh, Cam Irving is reportedly leaving for the Carolina Panthers, which is a good thing because it could lead to a 2022 compensatory pick. But I think what pisses off Cowboys fans, what makes their Cheerios taste all the worse is like late Monday night, Dalvin Tomlinson agrees on a deal with the Minnesota Vikings for two years, $22 million. Now that's a lot of cheddar in the grand scheme of life, but in terms of, you know, salary cap space, in terms of, you know, affordable defensive tackles, that's, that's affordable for the Cowboys. And it just seems, it seems like the Cowboys remain convinced, you know, the, the, the standard, uh, slogan of of steven jones is we like our guys your guys aren't enough like that it's okay to say it out loud like they're not enough and so again i don't think anybody is is upset about jj watt that would have been cool right like like, there's no denying like that would have been awesome but i mean that was never practical but but people want to see depth and the cowboys don't the cowboys to me they want to build their roster for if if the plan works, right? Like if, if the plan they put together Monday through Saturday works, they'll be fine. But I mean, you know this better than I do in the NFL, your plan is out the window, like on your second series. And so they're not bringing in depth and, and it's going to cost them at some point. And that's where I think a lot of people are frustrated. Yeah. I think in the, you got to weigh your decisions on what players out there. I mean, you just don't want to chase a name. And I think a lot of people, they all they get caught up in that the fans right. because it's just a name and look I mean there's names out there but it's you know I look at all the free agents available and while there's a lot of names there's a lot of I guess baggage that goes with them because they're either too old or uh, you know they're you know they played their better years and it's like a one year rental season for a team that goes out and gets them and so I think what what does that do I, I again you you have to look at your draft and the guys who you you drafted and build those guys. Those are guys, that's how you really build a foundation of a team. And if you look at defense of some of the decisions they've made over the last three years, you got the Tristan Hills, you got the Neville Gallimore, right. you got Trayvon Diggs. Those guys have to develop and they have to, they have to hit on those dudes. And, sure. but I think if there's one, uh, someone out there that's a can't miss prospect and you can get them for what you want to spend and you're uh, you know, within a salary cap, you know, do that. But, it's not just the Cowboys, it's a lot of teams. And I think the Patriots really have not been aggressive right. 
ever in free agency. And all of a sudden people are like, well, you know, Bill Belichick. I mean, they're serious about that. They sign what Cam Newton's on a one-year deal. So, right. I mean, there's a lot of things that you have to weigh in, weigh in on this, but I just don't think if you weigh a name on a need for a player that you, that you, you're trying to pacify fans, you cannot obviously get into that. You just, it's something that you have to really, that's going to fulfill your, your need and help your team um, become better. I, so I agree with everything you're saying. And the, the most, I mean, the foundation of your team is built through the draft. The Cowboys now have 10 draft picks because of the four compensatory ones that they picked up last mm-hmm. week. Um, they have uh, four picks in the top 100, six picks in the first four rounds. And there will certainly need to be help there, especially now that you have Dak Prescott's big time contract on your books. You have to find cheap, you know, labor in terms of the NFL draft, and those rookie contracts. You said, and, and I agree with you. Tristan Hill, Neville Gallimore, Trayvon Diggs, those players have to hit, right? They have mm-hmm. to. But what yeah. if they what if they don't? You know, like, and that's that's the that like that's what I mean by, you know, their plan A is awesome. Like their plan A is badass. You know what I mean? But but the moment the you know, the moment Tristan Hill tears his ACL in week five, what do you do? You know what I mean? You're up a creek. The the moment, you know, Gerald McCoy is gone, what do you do? Like that's that's life. I mean, again, you know that better than anybody. That's life in the NFL. And, and I know you're not you know, saying that that's not a real thing, but I think that's where people are frustrated. And so while I'm not saying go get a name, I'm saying the approach that they've had has not worked last year. I mean, their their big free agency hall. Granted, they did go out and get Joe McCoy and that unfortunately ended way too soon. But outside of that, Dontari Poe. Uh, you know, not Nolan Kyle. Everson Griffin. Uh, well, Everson Griffin was late in the game, though. That was at training yeah. camp. But but you're right. Like if you want to give them but still, he that. was an auditioned, and they really were counting on him. And they, sure. you know, they, you know, they they paid him a lot of money and didn't sure. end up finishing the year on the roster. Sure, Daryl Worley, um, Haha mm-hmm. Clinton Dix, like those were yeah. names. Like they they just and they remain convinced that they um, like I've never watched those, but you know those shows like on TLC that are about those crazy, not crazy, but like those crazy, awesome people um, that, um, that like find all the coupons for stuff. And then they go to like a store and they get like $300 worth of merchandise and they pay like six bucks. Like, yeah. I watched that, that before. I, right. I can't have, I, I'm so, uh, I got, so, you know, I, I got ADD. I can, I could never do that. Right. But, but that's, yeah. that's how the Cowboys approach free agency. Right. And it's just like it's like the Turbo Man example I used with you a few weeks ago. Do you remember in, in Jingle All the Way at one point in time, because Arnold Schwarzenegger is so desperate for that Turbo Man action figure, he goes to like the the like black market or whatever it is where the like Santa Clauses are working, mm-hmm. the people from the yeah. malls. And he pays for like this like off brand, you know, Turbo Man that isn't the real thing. That's the Turbo Man the Cowboys are buying. And at a certain point, you have to buy Turbo Man and, and this like this idea that they, they don't have the salary cap space. Like the Kansas city chiefs had a huge need at guard that they had a huge need at guard and they worked the salary cap to create space, to go get a turbo man. And, and that's, that's where I think people are frustrated, but um, just because like, they just learned this lesson, like just last week, they just learned this lesson that you, you sometimes you have to pay grade a price for you. Tony, you want a steak, you want some Kobe beef, I mean, it's it's not going to be 10 bucks. You know what I mean? Like you got to pay for elite production. Granted, you know, the old saying, there's a reason that free agents are free. But I mean, still like that's I'm I'm not like, man, I can't believe they haven't signed 10 players. But 
the fact that they're not even like connected to anybody publicly is a little bit startling. Well, I mean, I, I again, I'm not uh, hitting the panic button right now. I think it's so early in the game. And, and I think the problem is, and I know this going through free agency a long time ago, and even now, is that it's sometimes it becomes emotional. They're, you know, they're negotiating, they're bidding against each other for free agents. And that's how you get paid. And, you know, that's the agent working the teams. And so I think it's not an emotional, uh, you know, play on any team, especially the Cowboys. And they've been known to do that. And, I, you know, to the point about depth, yeah, I think that that's a concern because you try to get as much depth at the defensive line position. And even if you're, you know, safety, we're going to, something we're going to talk about all off season long is that's a position they really have lacked. And, and, and that's a very vital position in today's game to have a really good back end safety that can play the run, you know, help out during the blitz packages and also cover in the back end. So those are the things that you have to really look at. And I think, I think a lot of fans, especially if you're a Cowboys fan, look at the defensive side of the ball because it's so bad last year. And, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of turn of events that happen, RJ. You know this. New coaches, pandemic, whatever you want to you know, throw in there. They just weren't that good. And had a couple of those dudes that you mentioned uh, were able to make an impact, it probably wouldn't be talking about this now because you're like, okay, yeah, that was a good choice on those part, on their part, and those teams excuse me, those, those two, the players uh, that they brought in really contributed. So that's the problem. I just don't think you get into an emotional bid with other teams just to feel like I got to go spend money. And I think that happens a lot in the national football league. That's why there's a lot of rich free agencies that are getting ready to get paid now because of that. And that's the greatness of free agency for a player. I agree with you that there are definitely instances where, where teams are just antsy. And they just pay whoever walks in the door. That's how, like, I mean, this isn't the NFL, but that's how, like, Mike Conley got paid a few years ago. In the so, NBA. have you ever gone? Have you ever gone to a, a guy, a gala, and you're, there's a you're you're, you're bidding Ooh, silent, silent auction. auction? Okay, yeah, and you're like, and your wife or whoever it is, and you know, like, I got to have that, and you're thinking, okay, but I need this, and then you never know who you're bidding against. But the, my point is, is that I want that, and I'll pay like two hundred dollars more than what it's worth. And there's always people in there like you're trying to, you know, you know, uh, really just get the bids higher because it's for charity or whatever. But I mean, maybe that's you know, to me, that's a good analogy of something that I got to have that right. and I'll pay more than what that's worth. And, and so I think that becomes that more than emotional a bit. Uh, it, so I, you know, bid and, and however you want to look at it. that's I, to me that I think it's hard for people to understand that. But it does come down to these these bidding wars between different teams and the players and they end up paying up more money, you know, more money they wanted to. I like that analogy. The only part that I would add is that say you're bidding on, I don't know, a lawnmower. Like that's the silent. I know that would, that's a bad example, but like still say like, that's what, that's the silent auction item and your wife. How about a, well, how about I, a puppy dog? Puppy dogs are the most vulnerable items that you can bid on, especially when your wife says, she's like, ah, 
I won that. I'm like, well, no, that's what, honey, you didn't win that. You, we that, paid for it, but yeah, you did win. <laughs> that's where I was going to go. I mean, that, that's probably a better example because like, that, that, like in, in this case, you, the bidder, you have the pressure, like the, the, the wife wanting the puppy dog here is the equivalent of wanting to win a Super Bowl. And so exactly. like, it, it's how much do you want this? Like, you know, because the, like you're willing to pay anything, you know, for your personal goal, whatever your goal is. And, that's the like you mentioned safety like we've had this conversation for a decade i mean almost two decades you know about safety like and and it, at a certain point and they ignored in the draft too and so look i don't want to harp on safety just quickly i'm going to well, let me ask you this uh, real quick okay so and, and this will be question a good uh question for the people that you know that follow blogging the boys and listen to our podcast are you going to be content and happy if the cowboys go all in on, on the safety just to go out there and if it's a name or whatever it may be, are you, are you, are you willing to be okay with that? Because there's always people that like it or don't like it. And to me, that's the problem is that it's not, an, look, it's a need, but you got to make sure that under the parameters on which you evaluate that player. I just think that that's always the common denominator in these decisions. And I think it was great about free agency for fans because they get more emotional than right. any, you know, franchise making the decisions. So, let me be clear in that if the Cowboys sign, they've been linked to DeMonte Casey. If they, if they mm -hmm. sign Keanu Neal, that's, that's not getting me hyped, right? Like that's, that's not the answer I'm looking for. Um, and how about Patrick Peterson? I know he's an older guy, but I mean, he's a cornerback and maybe he's going to be out of their price range, but still that guy. And that's kind of like stretching a little bit, but that's a dude right there that can ball. Why is that stretching though? Well, you know, like I agree with you that it is, but like well, it, sh it shouldn't that. be. You know, like I that's know. my that's, point. That's that's my point. I would go out and spend money on a Patrick Peterson because I know what the guy can do, and that's I think the, he's a great leader. Yep. Yeah, I mean, but that's it's kind of subjective though, right, RJ? Subjective because other people think you know they have the same different thought. Well, you know, we got a corner. You know, we drafted one last year, and I'm like, well, if you get two really good corners, that's going to make you much better defensively and there's a lot of things you can do if the guy and that's a question if the guy if he hit on him and it's going to cost you but I have had no problem with a guy like Patrick Peterson that's available in free agency I agree with everything you said and let me like I, I agree with your statement and that's what bothers me is that I agree with it in, in saying well you know Patrick <laughs> Peterson that's a little bit far-fetched but that would be awesome I I 100% agree with that statement and that sucks like it sucks that it's like it's it's so like stupid to consider the idea that the Dallas Cowboys would sign a and, and like Patrick Peterson is past his prime. Like we all agree with this. Like you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? But he can yeah. still contribute. Your point, he's a great leader in the locker room. I mean, lot lots of superlatives that we could add here. Great golfer, by the way, for what it's worth. Uh, but like to them, it's like, not, nah, you know, we're good, you know, and that's dumb. You know, like you're you're just you like I, I hate relying on this quote but the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again without the results changing and that's how they approach free agency they they have it stuck in their minds that the draft and i'm not dismissing the draft but that that is the true way they, they think they're the 90s green bay packers and and they're not like and that that's fine if you're drafting superstars all the time but not when you're also you you mentioned go out and get a safety to get a safety tristan hill seems like he could be a legitimate player at some point he and all the credit in the world to him really turned things around. It was playing really well last season before he got hurt, but they passed on Juan Thornhill and Taylor Rapp for him when they picked him in 2019. And so like, 
it, you asked, like, do you want them to go get a safety? At this point, a, a tiny part of me is like, yes, go spend some serious money just so that we can see the effort. You know what I mean? Because right now there is no effort. Like at this point, like we're just you ever buy like um like trading cards or like, you know, you ever buy your kids like Pokemon cards. And it's like you just got to open it and see what you get. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a prize pack at this point. Like that's that's how low the expectations are when it comes to the safety position. Um, I want to catch you up really quickly, Tony, and catch everybody up for anybody who didn't see. But for what it's worth, anybody listening, we do have a tracker going at block of the boys So you can constantly refresh it and we keep you updated with everything happening with the Cowboys. A quick catch up, Tony, on the Cowboys free agency situation it appears that Andy Dalton is going to leave in free agency lots of people connecting him to the Chicago Bears that would be cool would also net the Cowboys potentially a compensatory pick next offseason I mentioned Cam Irving kind of shocked to see that the Carolina Panthers are offering him a two-year $10 million deal whatever enjoy again comp pick coming the Cowboys way uh, I know there's, that a, there's a perfect example right there people are like they're paying Cam Irving five million dollars a year so, I mean, it's like a need for the Carolina Panthers. But but to your point, I, I just thought I'd interject that. No, I mean, I agree. And I realize that what we're saying is is a little ridiculous, right? Like, hey, go out and spend money, but spend it on the right players. Like, we're, we're essentially asking them be perfect, right? Well, guess what? After a quarter century of failure, like perfect is kind of what you need to be now, you know, like that you, you have to do it. And that's why Steven Jones and Jerry Jones, that's why they're in this position is to be perfect and to have these expectations. Just hit a couple of, hit a couple of singles and maybe a, a triple and a home run. Right. Like, just yeah. be, be a utility player. Just be yeah. You don't got to hit for the cycle. Have a, yeah. Have a decent batting average. I agree. Um, so the Cowboys place tenders on Cedric Wilson and Antoine Woods, so they likely will not lose them. The Cowboys get ready for this, Tony. They're bringing back Noah Brown. So, I mean, really making moves here. Uh, but you know what? No, Noah is the 85 hive is a special thing. So, you know, not you know, nobody's bagging on that move. Um, but um, th- this is the one that I really actually last thing. Joe Thomas is leaving the Cowboys for the Houston Texans. I really want to get your thoughts on this. And I recognize that this is a bit of a conspiracy theory. I tweeted about this. Uh, we did a video on the blog and the was YouTube channel on Monday night. And I talked about it there. The Cowboys, Tony, moved on from long snapper L.P. Ladderson. L.P. Ladderson. I, I, I saw your tweet. Right. Today. The, was the that la- today? Or it, the, it was yesterday. on Monday. Um, okay. okay. And L.P. entered the NFL like shortly after you left. I mean, you know, L.P. has been around. He's been there for a long ass time. Yeah. So, I mean, he's the last. <laughs> Last active player on the Cowboys who had played in Texas Stadium. Um, so, you know, he has played in more NFL games than any Canadian ever. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. like my first question, and I don't, you know, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but is he a legitimate candidate for the Ring of Honor? Because I say yes. He's he's one of the most stable Cowboys ever. You like that silence? <laughs> I, I mean, like, it should be a Crickets. question that's asked. No. I mean, I, look, I, I love LP. I think, I, you know, I, speaking of golf, the dude is a, is a heck of a golfer. Wow. I mean, what's right this? Yeah. Was, and I play golf with him and he's a, he's a good dude, a Canadian, but, and very competitive on the golf course. Um, likes to take your money. Um, good for LP. Won't give you too many strokes. Yeah. So this would be his 16th or 17th year in the league. This would have been, or this will be his 17th season, assuming 17th he, he plays elsewhere, which has been the reports. But come on, dude. I, I I don't know what you you what you're drinking this morning, your coffee. But to make, I mean, how long we've been working together for almost two years now, I think. And three years. That 
All the t- years, all time I mean, runs together. Yeah. I, I'm just <laughs> I'm just trying to process what you just said. RJ, look, are you freaking serious? I mean, look, he, I mean, he I mean, has never guys, had a bad snap ever. Okay, but but how many how many touchdown passes he thrown? That's that's true. He won. Uh, I mean, look, I think he's not. And look, here's another thing. Uh, while we're on this, he's a specialty player. All he does is hike. All he does is go out to practice like a punter. Goes in his little corner. Is not has to do any drills. Has to do any contact with anything. Not so. If you're going to throw, if you want to nominate someone for the Ring of Honor, we're going to go back in my era. <laughs> There, there are Hellestrate. people that should be in there. Hellestrate. Okay, Dale Hellestrate was a, a long staffer for right. a hell of a long time. And he served – he was, he was you know, depth on the offensive line. He had to line up against – he had to block me in one-on-one pass rush and in practice and used to run down the field. So, if you want, you want to make a point like that, I have to totally disagree with you because it's a different era and the guy only does a snap. Fine. I, I mean, uh, come on, RJ. This is I didn't want to spend a lot of I'm time on this. I'm going to tweet that out. You make sure whenever we post our podcast, like you do every week, that that's our tag. RJ hey. says LP Loudisher should be considered in a ring of honor. All Dude, I'm saying is when blow up, when the people tweet that out, when the people who who make the decision, and by people I mean Jerry Jones, but like if there was a, a group, like say it was our job, say it was it was the seven five O's job to figure out who goes into the ring of honor, and say we sat down for a meeting, we've got some donuts, we've got some kolaches, we got a couple cups of coffee, like you're saying, we're sitting around. For you, know, you it'd be it would be a lot of mimosas and bloody marriage. Well, you, so what you just said, I all, feel like you've been I'm, drinking. All I'm saying is if, if it's if it's time to debate, right? Okay, Tony, let's let's figure out who's going to the Ring of Honor next. And we pull out a sheet of paper. All I'm saying is is like his name should be brought up. And like if if we bring it up and the answer is no, that's fine. But he has at least earned the right due to tenure at the very least. I mean, oh, to, I, to be I, in the I understand that. I understand that without a doubt. I mean, seven 16, 70 years of the same franchise. I mean, that's uh, amazing. I mean, we're talking about you're, you know, Jason witness, you so, know, it's just, okay. but that's, you that's cannot, where I want to go. It's like, that's comparing apples to oranges. I mean, All how right. can you, how can you even nominate? I mean, no disrespect to LP, but I mean, it, it's, it, it's not even arguable. Okay. That's the, the less important thing here with, again, no disrespect to LP. This is the thing that I, <laughs> that I've got the conspiracy hat going on. So LP, it was reported many times is two games shy. You mentioned Jason Witten. He is two games shy of tying and therefore three games shy of passing Jason Witten's mark for most games ever played in by any member of the Dallas Cowboys ever, a list that includes yourself. Um, So my conspiracy theory, because maybe he's not eligible for the Ring of Honor, fine, but he's still a hell of a long snapper, right? He's still getting the job done at an elite level. He has literally... Oh, without a doubt. Right, yeah. and, and so, like, any team, and like this, is, this isn't a, a joke or silly to say, any team would be lucky to have him. There's, that's not a joke. The dude was, his salary cap hit last year was under a million dollars, so he's making peanuts, he's playing at an elite level. He is, you mentioned leadership a little while ago when we talked about Patrick yeah, Peterson. Yeah, but, 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 but here's the thing. The, you know, the, the, the caption and the not the caption, but uh, you know the thing that when you say that the you know for me it's it's you know he's a deep snapper and that's he's a deep snapper and I, I think that that's the 
you know, that's the thing right here that we're talking about, that that's people look at that. And, right. and as far as you're not being disrespectful, but I think that that's, you know, that's a caveat here. Well, so maybe, I mean, again, like I realize we're talking about the long snapper. I know it's, it's, it's a one job thing. It's a very important thing. Um, but still, I'm, so to flesh out my conspiracy theory, and a lot of people shared in this idea, as you saw on Twitter, um, is it possible? I mean, like even 1% possible that the Cowboys said, oh man, if LP plays for us this season, he's going to pass Jason Witten for the most games ever played in by the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I remind you, I know you know this, but for the purposes of this conversation, because I think it's relevant, that Jason Witten was allowed after a year away from the Dallas Cowboys to return to a team that had won the NFC East and won a playoff game in spite of a lot of doubt, including you and me in our first season when we picked them to lose five games in a row that they won. All right, Jason Witten was allowed to just waltz in and pick up right where he left off and be the starting tight end in a tight end room that featured both Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz. Obviously, we didn't know exactly who Dalton was at the time. What's more, and again, I think this is relevant for this conversation, and I'm not poo-pooing any of this, but Jason Witten was part of the contingency that went to Chapel Hill with Jason Garrett, right? It was Garrett and Romo and DeMarco Murray and Jason Witten that would go watch Duke UNC. Jason Witten has vacationed with the Jones family and his family and Tony Romo's family. There's no, there's no issue with that. Like, I don't, I'm not saying. Speaking that, of Duke, Duke right. in Kentucky didn't make oh, I know. March Madness. Now. I know. Okay. Anyway, but, that's another story. Um, but I mean, <laughs> the, the point is, and, and we've talked about this, there has been a clear culture of call it favoritism, call it nepotism within the Cowboys organization over the last few years. So all of that being said, is it absolutely impossible that, that the Cowboys would would care that much about this record for Jason Witten, that they would move on from even somebody else that they respect and love in LP Latterson. You know, I, I love your conspiracy. And, and and look, there is nepotism when it comes to the Cowboys. They, you know, they, Jerry, he has his, his you know, his favorites. And I, I really think that that's, you know, Jason Witten, it's hard not to have him as one of your favorites because the guy's, he's balled for a long time. And, right. and so his his work is is purely evident. And there's no arguing what he did for the Dallas Cowboys. And I think that that's, you know, that to me, it's hard for me to have an argument with an, with LP Lauderser and Jason Witt argued, you know, the, the longest, you know, the, right. the, 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 you know, played the most games in a Cowboys uniforms because it just is so different than the position. Sure. Yeah. And I, I can't, I, totally I, different I, I can't, and I can't believe I'm having this argument with you about a, a deep snapper. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just, it's a position that doesn't require, you don't have to be, uh, it's, it's not a physical, it doesn't have anything to do with physicality. I think durability, I think maybe we take it, 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 you know, take it for granted that it's a lot harder than it looks. I mean, you get older, you have to still do, you know, the things to keep your body in shape. But as far as a everyday player and the reps and the vigorous and the contribution that you make, I think it's very hard to, you know, sway someone to consider a deep snapper, even if they're two games shy of the all-time games played by Cowboy, to consider nominating for the Ring of Honor. Because so, look at that list. Look for, at that list. Forget the Ring of the Honor. Guys that deserve to do the Ring of Honor, but you made, you brought it up. Well, but but thinking, just just that, focusing on the Witten thing. Like, do you think? Okay, okay. Do you the think conspiracy that, to, right for him you, not to get that record? Do you think that that was 
again, I'm not you don't I'm not saying you have to make a decision one way or the other, but it it is I think it's at the very least possible that the cat that it, because they track all that stuff. I mean, and I'm not I'm not saying like Jerry Jones yeah. has a post-it on his desk that you know says this information, but well, I I, <laughs> I mean my point is and to your point, had LP passed Jason Witten, I don't think there's a soul alive that would have said LP was a greater cowboy than Jason Witten. No, nobody would have said that. Of course. I mean, you're, Jason Witten is is maybe already arguably the greatest cowboy of all time. You can certainly make that argument, although I think other people would go other directions and that's fine. Um I don't I'm not making that argument to be clear to, to send us down into another rabbit hole, but the Jones family adores Jason Witten. We know that. And so I think that it is definitely possible that they wanted to preserve that record for him just so that you know, it's, it's, it's his and it's his alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, here's the thing with the Jones and, and their franchise, whatever sells, that's what they're more. And I'm not trying to you know say that in an interrogatory way. I just think that that's the business aspect right. of Jason Witten. I mean, think about all the Jason Witten jerseys compared to LP Lauderser jersey. I mean, in, in his career and everything that goes along with that. And, you know, for me, that's, you know, that to me, that's what the, that, their whole, I think, philosophy and what they really, uh, you know, th- that they believe in. And um, I, I just know by experience, I know by experience with, uh, you know, to the point, I don't know if this is a good comparison, um, but it's almost like a DH in baseball. How many DH hitters are in right. the, the Hall of Fame? And I know that's kind of, but, but that's the point. They don't get as much respect and they don't get as much uh you know, the, the uh, approval that an, an everyday player gets because all they do is, is DH. Even right. if they, I guess they hit 600 home runs maybe. But, <laughs> you know, the point is, is that, you know, it's hard to compare that uh, because it's such a, a position that doesn't get the respect. that ever, And should it? Yeah, I mean, it should. And I think people respect that. But even, you know, you always make fun of the deep snapper, the punter, and the kicker. But – when it comes down to it, those are the guys you really have to. When the, the game's on the line, you got to get a uh, I mean, look. Look at a bot snap. I mean, it right. happens all the time. But if you don't have that exchange, I mean, you don't have any. You don't have that the kicking game. It's it, it, it doesn't become your strength. Sure, and, and they've relied on him for so long. I mean, he's he's been all faithful. Well, and I I completely believe that the Cowboys have love and admiration, and respect for LP Ladusser. I just think that they love Jason Witten more than anybody else. And, and again, I'm not even saying that I 100% believe this. I just but I think mean, uh, can you blame them? I mean, I, I think it comes down to that. I think that it's like, you know, the favorite kid. I mean, right. Every family has a favorite kid. And, you know, everyone has their favorite in business and everything with something they do. And unfortunately, that's the way it is. But it's, I mean, I don't think you, you, pull, you pull that question. I'm blogging the boys. Or when we post our podcast and you ask them that question, who would you, you know, who, who would you rather have? I mean, of it's course. not even a question. Yeah. I, I just think that that's a, it'd be hard to anyone argue LP Lauderser being considered in the ring of honor, considering all the players that have played for the Cowboys. Sure. I, I haven't been there 17 consecutive years and two games shy of all time games played by a Cowboy. I mean, there's so many other you know, Again, players that you can consider, but you brought it up. boy. Well, so, I mean, I'm just saying the ring of honor thing. I'm fine. Like, it's just a question. I'm just saying <laughs> that I, I, in, in some, I'll, I'll say it this way. 
the actions of the Jones family with regards to Jason Witten for a long time now make the question not stupid. That's, I think, the best way to say it is no, under normal circumstances, a normal NFL team, you're right. Like they, they move on from a long snapper, even as great of a long snapper as you can be. It's not a question, right? It's just this, hey, it was just time to move on. And for oh, I understand that. Right. They would much rather have Jason Witten, as, as you mentioned, the all-time you know, games played by a cowboy. And I don't know. And look, it may, it, and I do know this on the flip side of that. It comes to money, the Cowboys and the Jones – Jerry and Steven makes a decision. They count. I mean, they, where it comes down to, you know, saving money, cutting the fat, wherever you may not think they need to cut the fat, as you mentioned, I mean, he's not a big guy, you know, against the salary cap. They will trim the fat. They will add those up. And it's at the end of the day, it's how many of those little pieces of fat we add up that can help us in the salary cap. That's not going to affect the, you know, the, the, you know, the denominator of our team. Right. I agree. Um, and, and to the, this is a, I, I actually think this is an amazing subject, but I also am amazed that it has inspired the level of conversation that it has. Um, Cause again, I mean, but that's, that's the Cowboys way is that the long snapper becomes this huge talking point. Um, but to, to the, like, to kind of like answer, I guess the speculation, they brought in Jake McQuaid, who's a two time pro baller himself. So, I mean, like it's, it's not like, I guess the conspiracy theory would have more life if they brought in some, you know, random, you know, nobody that nobody had ever heard of. But this is a two-time pro bowler who has a strong level of familiarity with John Fossil, with Greg Zerline. So it does kind of check those boxes and kind of ruins the conspiracy right. theory. All The last thing I'll say on this is if that were to be true, the conspiracy theory, and nobody will ever know, but if that were to be true, that the Joneses said no. We're not going to let Jason Witten's record fall. If they prioritized that over literally anything else, that would be very troubling. And and that, that would be that. But that that's like it's not impossible to believe that that's the case. And that sucks, right? Like it sucks that it's 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 like you can't rule this out beyond a shadow of a doubt because of the way they've acted for the last twenty five years. Well, and if it comes back to haunt them, if during the season they have an issue with the exchange. And, you know, with the deep snapper and the holder and the timing's off, like, oh, well, maybe, you know, why do we get rid of one of the all-time, you know, consistent players that's ever mm -hmm. been a Cowboy? And that'll always, that'll be a question. But right now, that's, uh, you know, to me, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a position that you can go out and you can replace pretty easy. Um, fun times. Like, who would have ever thought we'd, we'd sit here and, and argue about a long snapper? I mean, like, that's, that's so awesome. Like, <laughs> that, 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 But it's the best position. Think about it. Because if you, you know, it's changed. Uh, that position has changed so much. I mentioned Del Hellestre. I mean, he used to get beat up by us. And then he had to go. And then all he did was deep snap. And now how it's evolved. Now it's, you don't get touched. You don't do anything. And that's In fact, it's a penalty part. to go after them. A absolutely. Right. You can't get. You get, get penalized for getting hit. So, um, you know, I, I think it's, if I'm, if I'm really, uh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, recommending positions for for future players that's the position i'm gonna recommend to be a deep snapper because if you can play 16 17 years you can make it a hell of a living and you know just uh you be a part of the nfl i think it's a fascinating position now um the only thing number 91 just not not a great number 
You know what I mean? Like not, you know, like, like 75 is a clean, clean ass number for a defensive lineman. Well, yeah. Like, and it's not, and it's not clean because uh, you get down and dirty. That's a good I always point. Say, I know it's LP. we got, <laughs> we're down the field. It's like, dude, he's got the cleanest Jersey uniform on the team. Cause they never get hit. Um, That's why you just got to roll around somewhere. I mean, it's hard to roll around now, but you know, roll around, look like you put some blood, put some, get some fake blood and put it on your the front of your Jersey. And, yeah, that 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 would look just that that would that wouldn't be uh, you know genuine. I don't know if that, you know this. Um, that would I, not be authentic. <laughs> I, I don't know if you know this, but I saw somebody tweet about it, and this is literally the last thing I'll say on LP Lattice here. Um, so, like, when you would get Madden any time over the last, like, obviously 15, 16 years, um, LP would be on the Cowboys roster, right? Like, because because he is in real mm-hmm. life but there's no like long snapper position on the game. Like they don't have like a long snapper role. Right. So they would make him a tight end. So, yeah. but, but there like, you go, Jason Witten. Well, I, I know, but like, <laughs> um, but like, because like, you know, they give you all your ratings or whatever mm-hmm. he would, he would like, he would have like a 46 overall rating because, because like all they would give him was, would be like the snapping, you know, stats or whatever. Like, so it, and it, it like I, somebody tweeted this at me. It was always because you would have to cut players. You'd be building your mm-hmm. roster, or whatever. It was always hard to cut LP, like because because you're thinking like, man, how am I cutting like a like the goat of long snapping, maybe? But like, but like he's not helping my team. You know, I got him. I got to make these cold decisions, like Jerry Jones. I mean, it's it's a it, so that I'm was gonna a go out on a limb and say you're the only one that has that thought process. <laughs> you're you're the only person that is this loyal to someone like LP Lattisher. The, you should start the official fan club of him and just uh, we can mourn the fact that he's not going to be here next year. Um, well, um, so by this time <laughs> next week, Tony, if I set the if I set the over under at three and a half. All right. And, and, and the over under is new players on the Dallas Cowboys. So not re-signings, not tenders. We're talking new players on the Dallas Cowboys. I'll go one more, four and a half. The over-unders, because they'll, they'll sign some low-tier free agents. Four and a half. By, by the time we record the 7-5-0 next week, are you taking the over or the under? Uh, I'm going to go four, so that'd be the under. Wow. So I, I think that they'll do something. I, I don't know. Probably, yeah, I'm going to go under. It's not, it's not something they have to do. Right. And we're, I'm not going to get all excited if they don't go out and spend money. But I think it's like when they, all the dirt, you know, dust settles, let's see what's out there and just kind of pluck, you know, maybe there's some middle tier players, but it, it kind of plays itself out. Isn't that the way this free agency? It's a frenzy and then it settles down and like, you know, let's see, let's see what this guy, the guys that are out there holding out for the whole, you know, a lot of money, they don't get paid. Then, it, then you go through there, but you know, I hope they, I hope they find something that's going to help them. And I, and I really, the fact that they don't have that don't have to shove it down our throats, but I do hope they'd help get some help and consider help on the defensive side of the ball. Sure. Well, Jake McQuaid will not count there. He is technically a new player. <laughs> um, so I'll take the over just to ha- so we have a differing point of view, but I honestly would take the under, but I'm, I'm, I'll fall on the sword for the sake of the show. Um, we talked long snappers. We talked, um safeties i mean who would have ever thought good times you're on the 750 uh so uh tony that about does it for our latest episode we'll be back next week everybody have a good week we'll see you then this was the 750